Jesus went on the cross to be crucified and sacrificed for you and me. So it does have a price. So before you go on social media looking for the next influencer, make sure they've been through something before you follow them. So I please ask respectfully, stop posing and stop pretending that you overcame something when you never went through nothing. Stop walking in someone else's identity and find your identity in God's presence. Not in a self-made identity. From what I remember, be careful with this. From what I remember, scripture tells me Absalom made his own platform. He made it. Self-made, and he wasn't remembered by the influence that he had. He was remembered because he rebelled against his father. I'm telling you, you have to be careful. We have to be careful. Young people, you have to be careful. Man, you're following some young ladies that posing themselves like candy, and every man bites them with no respect. Every young man trying to hit on every young lady like, it's, like they're a piece of trash. Where, what happened to respect and honor? What happened to have, having self-respect? What happened to opening a door for a lady? What happened to respecting them? What happened? Because we have followed the influence of other people that have never been through anything. The Holy Spirit is reminding us of this this morning, that occupying God's presence must be a priority even when we are in his promises. In Jesus' name this morning, we will be a church that I will always be in the presence of God. We will always be a church that exalts the name of Jesus. We will be a church that has a shout, and with that shout, people will be set free. We will be a church of prayer. We will be a church where the sick come and be healed. We will be a united church of people and not a divided group of people. We will be the church that reminds the enemy every other gathering, whether it's Wednesday, Sunday, or special events, that the gates of hell cannot and will not ever overcome his church. If you believe it with me, give God the best shout of praise. We have to get back to the presence and stay in the presence. Live in the presence. Number two, I'm going to go quickly. Your territory will extend. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon. God is talking to Joshua and the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. The word territory in Hebrew means boundaries. For us to gain territory this year, I hate to break it to you, we are going to have to put up some boundaries in our lives and in our families. See, because what, who we let in matters. Who we give access to matters. Who we decide to talk to matters. Who we do life with matters. Who we pray with matters. Who we fast with matters. Who we read the word with matters. Who we let speak into us matters. Who we let speak into our children matters. Joshua was one of the 12 spies. So he knew he couldn't do his assignment or spy territory with just anybody. 
And our God-given assignment to gain, character, gain territory can't have people that don't understand what God has placed inside of you. You can't have people that don't understand what God has placed inside of your life. You can't have people in your new territory speaking about you. You can't have people in your new territory bringing up the old you. You can't have people in your new territory that trigger you to the past. You can't have people in your new territory that don't believe the same as you. You can't have people in your new territory that will cause you to fall. You can't have people in your new territory that open those closed scars that have been healed. You can't have people that don't think, act, and live like Jesus around you. What am I trying to say is that sometimes we get held back from extending our territory because we are holding on to people that Jesus is trying to get cut off. Why? Because certain people in our life right now still cause us to act the same, live the same, dress the same, speak the same, think the same, vision the same. When God is saying, let them go, they can't go where I'm taking you. Let me biblically solidify this. Did Moses enter with Joshua? No. Meaning, so why are we trying to do the same thing in the new season when God is telling to leave the old season? Why are we trying to live the same in the new? Jesus can't extend us until we're willing to let it go. You're saying stop talking to them? I'm saying no. I'm not saying stop talking to them. I'm saying that you have to use the power that's in you to put up a boundary. You have to put it up. And God gives you the power to also take it down. Let me biblically solidify this again. In scripture, Jesus only talked to Judas three times. Three times. But Jesus was in his circle. Jesus didn't talk to him all the time. The only time Jesus talked to Judas when he was ready to come in agreement with him to fulfill Jesus' assignment. Jesus put the boundary down to speak to Judas and say, okay, I know I need you to get to the cross. I know the cross is going to be the empty tomb. And I know the empty tomb will be the upper room. And then I know the upper room will cause my church. See, there's a Judas assigned in your life that you have to put a boundary on, but it has an assignment to get you to your destiny. Put the boundary down and put it up when you need to. Put it up because they're part of your assignment. In Jesus' name this morning, every person that isn't in alignment with your life will have a boundary in the name of Jesus. Because never again will people hold you back from extending to what God has for you. Never again will they hold back your call. Never again will they hold back your dreams and your destiny. Never again will they hold back your promises. Never again will they hold back your ministry. Never again will they hold back your children and your children's children. Never again will they hold back the promises of God over your life. Why? Because this morning, by the power of the name of Jesus, every stronghold over your life is over. Every demonic oppression is over. Every cloud of darkness is now becoming rain from heaven. Every curse over you and your family is broken today in the name of Jesus.
Genesis 12, 3. And I will bless those who bless you. And the ones who curse you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Proverbs 3.33, the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Psalms 109.28, let them curse me if they like, but you will bless me when they attack me. There will be disgrace, but I, your servant, go right on rejoicing. Before I get to this, can I be real with you this morning? Are you sure? Are you sure? Can I be real with you this morning? I live point one, point two. I had to put the hardest thing is to pursue the promise without being processed. And you have when we have it backwards. And I praise God each and every single day of my life for taking my ignorance and sitting my behind, behind down for a year and allowing to go to the process. Because in the process, God gets to shape you and mold you and take away the imperfections. Not that you'll ever be perfect, but take away the things that hinder you from getting to where God has called you to be. And not, so, not too many people understand that. And they say, why do you do what you do? Why are, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? It's because they don't understand what God is going to do in you. And the hardest thing is to put boundaries in your life. And it's your blood. Your family. Your mother, your brothers, your sisters. That don't understand where God is taking you. And all they do is envy you and are jealous of you. The hardest thing was to let, put up a boundary in my mother. And it broke me. But I pray in Jesus' name as I preach and live this word that one day we will be restored again. But in the midst of that, I want you to tell you how great God is. How amazing God is. How his word is true. Well, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He sends people that love you and care for you as a mother and a father. That will never leave you and they're there backing you up and say, don't give up. That correct you. Even though you make them mad, they correct you. Even though you hurt them, they're still there opening arms for you. That's the power of Jesus. That's the love of Jesus. That's the Father. Losing my father at the age when my son was being born was the hardest thing also. We never talked, we never spoke, but the last six months of our lives were the best lives. He leaves me a note. I didn't even know until we buried him, we put him away. I go back to my mother's house in my room that I had at the time, and there was a note on there. It's like he knew. He had a, he had a note that he left on the, on the counter, and he said, Son, whatever you do in this life, don't ever... Leave God and don't ever leave his ways. I'm sorry for everything that I've done, for, to, done to you and to your family. And I carry that everywhere every time I get on because I'm reminded. I am reminded that even though he's not here, he has put himself in somebody else to be my father in this season. And that's my spiritual father. 
And those are the things how God has created us to be in this season. Even though it hurts, we have to put that boundary up. Because it, it hurts us and it stops us from where God wants to do and places to be. If God wants to sit you down, then so be it. If God wants to have you just fast for a while, just sit down, man, so be it. The promise is greater. The anointing is bigger. The anointing is dripping. It doesn't stop dripping because you're in there. And you allowed God. You stopped being a victim to your circumstances. And you allowed God to transform you to be who he's called you to be. And many of our times is we become a victim to so many things. And living in a victim mentality is not going to get you anywhere. When my mom did this, my dad did that. How about we rise up and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be the better father. I'm going to be the best husband. I'm going to be the best provider. I'm never going to walk out. I'm always going to be there. If you're a single mom, then you got to do it by yourself, and so be it. Praise be to God. Because when things break and God begins to break you, God begins to move inside of you, heal you, transform you, change you, and put a new worship on your lips. And he puts a new praise on your lips. Something that you've never experienced before that will take you from glory to glory. So don't hold on to the grudge. In 2023, it's a year of open doors. You can't go into that new door with that grudge inside your heart still. You can't go into that open door with that hurt inside your heart still. You can't go in there trying to live the same and be the same in that open door that's waiting for you. You got to let it go in the name of Jesus. It's time for you to let it go. It's time for you to cut it off. It's time for you and your household to move forward and serve the living God. My last point. I just had to be real with you for a little bit because I got to preach what I, what I live, what I've lived through, what I've overcome. My last point is lead. Verse number six in Joshua 1. It says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Tell your neighbor, lead. Tell your husband, lead. Tell your wife, lead. The book of Joshua contains many similarities to the story of Moses. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt. Joshua leads them into Canaan. Moses leads the Israelites miraculously across the Red Sea. Joshua leads them miraculously across the Jordan River. Moses sends out spies into Canaan. Joshua sends out two spies to Jericho. Moses allocates the land on the east side of the Jordan. Joshua allocates the land on the west side of the Jordan. And finally, Moses gives a prolonged address before dying, and so does Joshua. But one difference that I see is that Moses did worship God, and so did the Israelites. But he didn't have a worship team like Joshua. This year, I believe families are going to assemble and have a shout of praise for every wall that tries to come up. Yeah. 
But there's a key to this. I say this respectfully. This year I believe that every man needs to take his assignment back. Every man and every husband needs to take their assignment back. Stop letting your wife do everything that God has called you to do. That means get involved in your school with your son and your daughter. That means pick up the phone and call them and say, my son's not going to make it today. My daughter's not going to make it today. That means get up and go to the teacher conference. That means get up and go to their basketball game. That, may, that means get up and pray for them. That means get up and put oil on them. That means pray for them, rebuke the hell out of them. I pray for every man to take their place this morning. And if there's not a woman, if there's a man that's walked out, blessed be God. God's going to bless you with a double portion to do both. So don't give up. I believe every man this year in Jesus' name will lead their household in a time of worship and prayer in their house. I guarantee you that the enemy will try to stop you from doing this. But let me advise you something that I learned. But keep praising. Keep screaming. Keep shouting. Keep worshiping. It will fall in the name of Jesus. And every household will be realigned themselves with God's glory this morning. Woo. You might say, well, my husband doesn't believe. She doesn't believe. Keep praising in Jesus' name. They're going to believe. You will, your praise will cause your prodigal sons and daughters to believe again and come home. Your praise will cause families to be restored again in the name of Jesus. Your praise will cause blessings to reign. Your praise will occupy the promises of God as over you and your household. Your praise will cause not only you to be healed, but those around you to be healed. Your praise will cause God to open the ordained doors to open for you and close the doors that are not for you. If you believe that this was me, give God your best shout. The key is to lead and assemble your family to praise. Isaiah 25.1 Lord, you are my God, and I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned to go. Psalms 156, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalms 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. This is not to take off. The attention, if you can, please stand with me this morning. If you don't know the story of me and my family, we have battled a disease for close to 14 years. And I'll never forget the time. It was summertime. We were living in Arizona. And CDs were still in. You guys remember CDs? And we were not right with the Lord, Pastor Charlie. We were all off. We were, we were whacked out. My wife and I were oil and water. And there's a couple through my work that came and did a Bible study in my house. And that's when God began to tug at our hearts. 
And they left us a CD of coritos and worship songs. And we had one CD player, and it was in the bathroom because my wife likes music while she gets ready. And we put the CD in. And one day, I kid you not, for the glory of Jesus, I come in from work, and I put my stuff down in the kitchen, and I go out to the back, and, and the song is still playing. It's playing. It's playing. I'm thinking it's my wife. And I keep doing what I'm doing. I go back outside. I come back in, and the song is still playing. I'm like, what's, what's going on here? Did she leave the CD on? Did something happen to her? Did she fall? I don't know. So I run in there, and I see this kid at the age of three stuck like this on the CD player speaking in tongues. And I kid you not, I kid you not, that little girl and this kid here have been through some hell and high water. But in the midst of that, six accidents, and they were supposed to be dead, and God saved them. And they sit there and they go. And now I watch both of them get up in the morning, pick up their word, and worship Jesus. And they're anointing the falling. It's not because of me or because of her. It's because God placed a special hand upon their lives. And we heard it December 21st, man. We went, to, we went to Mexico. We came back. The doctor declared my wife healed. I kid you not. The first, the first person we called was our pastors. And we rejoiced. And we cried out and we said, thank you, Father God. We cried. The next day, something happens to my wife. And these two kids come up to me and we're at home and we're sitting down and we sit down and we start talking. We're, we're bawling. I'm like, what happened? And the Spirit of God began to stir in all three of us. And I just said, you know what, Mio? What if God never heals your mom? Will you still praise him and worship him the same? What, what if God never does what he's asking me to do? Are we going to give up on God? Or are we just doing it because he's benefiting us right now? What is it? And in the midst of that, we broke out and we cried out and we began to declare. God, we trust in you. We stand on your promises. We believe that by the stripes, God, you, my wife is healed in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you this. It's been one week. One week that my wife has, hasn't had anything. Could it be that God's done it already? It has. So now we're occupying the promise. But I'm telling you, I can't go in with the same mentality. I got to go in believing that God has already done it. Woo. Every family member, every household in this house, one thing that I saw about Moses and Joshua that they both did is that they both constructed altars. They both constructed altars. Every Sunday, you have an opportunity to come up to this altar Every opportunity you come up to leave everything at the altar. At the altar, miracle signs and wonders happen. At the altar, restoration happens. At the altar, deliverance happens. At the altar, things begin to happen. But you got to be willing to take the step to come into your promise at the altar. If this message was for you in any which way, shape, or form, come up here and come to the altar. 
Come and occupy your promise. Come and occupy your blessing. Come and get your answered prayer. This is the place for you. This is the place for you.